Welcome to the Shine Bright Academy podcast. This is your monthly feel-good podcast that combines interviews with global coach experts and entrepreneurs sharing their stories, experiences, lessons learned, as well as sharing tools and techniques that will empower you. It's really perfect for your daily commute, and this podcast is aiming to inspire you and be informative. I hope to see you soon. So welcome to the Shine Bright Academy podcast. Today, we are talking with executive and leadership coach, Lara Cullen. She works with companies, individuals, offering her own kind of structure, the people-person's way, uh, which is an innovative framework for personal and leadership development. She's also the author of her book, launched late last year, How to Be a People Person, Be Kind, Be Brave, and Be Brilliant. So I'm really looking forward to this conversation, Lara, and finding out more about what drives you and to show up every day and really what inspires you. So welcome, Lara. Thank you. Thanks so much for having me, Elodie. <laughs> so it's great to have you today, and I'd love if you can share a little bit more about what is it that you do? What did you do before? How come you do what you do today? Okay. Um, so as you said so perfectly, it almost feels like I don't need to say anymore. Um, I'm an executive and leadership coach. I run a company called The People Person, which is a small boutique training and coaching and development consultancy based in London. Um, and within that, I generally work with two main audiences, I guess. Um, so firstly, I work with businesses who want to invest in their people and who are looking for really inspiring, contemporary, effective solutions. Um, so whether that's group training courses or talks or one-to-one -one coaching for leaders and high potentials um, or, or talent. Um, and secondly, working with individuals um, privately who are looking for support to bring out the best in themselves, whether that's personally or professionally. Um, and most of the people in the companies that I work with tend to be in the creative industries, um, but absolutely not exclusive, exclusively, um, and also tend to be based in and around London. But again, through the power of Zoom and technology, again, not exclusively. So that's a little bit about, about what I do. That's amazing. Thank you for sharing. That's a uh, that's that's big. You do a lot of things. That's amazing. And I know I got to know you because of my previous experience at uh, Universal Music, and you went to do to deliver um, a talk there. So, so my question is: Have you been doing this all your life, or um, like how comes your you do what you do today? Sure. Um, so I've been running the people person in its current form since about 2019. Um, my grown up career started in HR. I say my grown up career because I had, you know, like many people, I had lots of random jobs along the way. But HR was where I was like first introduced to coaching tools and to things like psychological profiling and learning and development. And for me, when I started in that, I was always much more interested in how people behaved and how they interacted and what was really going on under the surface for people. Um, so I'm not great with numbers, but I think I probably did about 15 years, spent about 15 years in HR um, and had some fairly meaty and senior jobs in that time. Um, but in terms of that kind of taking me to where I am today, um, my final job in HR, that was about 2015, was a global people director for a British clothing brand. 
And before I even took that job, um, I was already starting to get itchy feet and feeling that that wasn't quite what I wanted to do for the rest of my life. So I was in my mid 30s at that point. And I guess when I looked ahead, I just saw myself doing more of the same stuff, but just for bigger, more complex companies. And it didn't really it just didn't really light my fire, you know, in any shape or form. So at the same time, um, or for for a few years prior to that, I'd been doing some of my own training around neuro-linguistic programming for a few years, including coach training. Um, And at first, when I started doing that, I didn't really think of it as a viable job option. I I didn't really know what I did want to do. um, But... I think mostly, you know, I was I was doing it because I was interested in it. I was interested in people. I was interested in human excellence. Um, but when I say human excellence, I don't mean in a kind of smashing your KPIs way. I just mean more in that holistic sense of well-being and happiness and how some people seem to um, you know, really um, get so much more out of life and others, others didn't and so on. So I was interested in all of that. So I was studying it for my own interest. Um, and I think as well at that time, I um, I probably didn't really think that I would have had what it took to do this and to make a business out of it full time. Um, I never thought I would have the discipline to run my own business. Um, you know, my business is called The People Person. I love being around people. So I thought, oh, God, I could never work by myself. But also I was having um, executive coaching at the time. And I would look at my coach who was amazing and still is. Um, and I would think, well, I'm nowhere near as good as that. So, you know, that was um, it, that kind of comparison could have really stopped me from going any further forward. Um, and that's something actually that I've learned I do. I think I'm probably not alone in this, but I, you know, when I'm starting something out, I compare myself to people who are already amazing at it. And then I decide because I'm not as skilled or as proficient, I will never be. And I'm just yeah. not good. Beautiful inner critic. Yeah, exactly. Right. So that's a fixed mindset that I have that I've really had to work at. But anyway, that's kind of a long way of saying, you know, I was doing all of this stuff in the background, was interested in it, never really thought I could make a business out of it. Mix of, um, well, I guess not a mix of, but a a lot of sort of self-doubt in that. But when I left my grown up job (laughs) in HR, I first of all I took a year out traveling and then when I came back and I really didn't know what I wanted to do um, I was offered the opportunity to work as an associate for somebody else who was running this running a business in this field Um, my coach at the time as it happened and I thought yeah I'll just do it for a little while until I figure out what the big picture is and then once I started doing it and I realized oh actually I can do this and I can help people and I can make a difference and I'm not as bad as I thought I was and it became quite addictive um, and it really felt like for the first time actually this is something that you know without sounding too um, grandiose about it but you know something that I'm really kind of meant to do at least at least for now um, and and there we go and that, and that, yeah, wow what a journey came. yeah yeah I love that I love the tipping point you know that made you realize like you, they were not motivation into your job what you were doing but then you felt, I love that you were like, oh, well, actually, can I do this full time? I, I don't think I can, but why don't I try? Why don't I give it a go? Yeah. So you override <laughs> the limiting belief that you had about, well, she's definitely better than me. Can I actually do this? But we're like, well, I have to give it a try and see what works and what doesn't work. And 
here you are today. So well done. That sounds that's that was really um really inspiring actually. I really love that. And is there one thing that you wish you had known um, when you began your career as a coach? Um, oh, gosh, just, uh, don't make me pick just one. There's so many. Um, I, think, I think something that actually would probably be a lesson or something that I think I'd wish I'd known at every point in my career, not just in terms of coaching, is that if you really want to do it, you can do it. And that you're probably far more capable than you believe. Um, and I guess wrapped up in that, you know, it really doesn't matter what other people think. Um, again, I remember when I first started feeling really nervous about updating my job profile on LinkedIn or telling people this is what I do now. It felt really exposing. And I remember, you know, thinking, of all of the times when I hadn't been a people person and all of the you know, situations I'd been in where I'd made mistakes along the way or been a bit clunky. And I was thinking of all of these people and what would they think and what would they say? And they'd be saying like, she doesn't have, who is she to coach people? Who is she to advise people? Um, and with time, I've learned, first of all, I mean, it really doesn't matter what any of them say. But second of all, most of them probably haven't even noticed because they don't care. You know, everyone's wrapped up in their own stuff. And while that might sound a little bit um, depressing, you know, nobody really cares what you do. It's actually super liberating because it's like you're not living your life for the people. You're living it for you. So if you want to do it, do it. You probably can. You might make a few mistakes along the way. It's how you learn. And it really doesn't matter what anyone else thinks yeah that's so true yeah you've got to make that first steps you know you don't you, you see the stairs you, you take the first step you don't have to climb all the way straight over there it's step by step really um so how do you get this confidence because it's it does take courage it does take confidence to get to that point where you feel like well i'm just going to give it a go and not care about what people think do you have any any tips on that or how do you I, yeah. I mean, it's far easier said than done. And often, um, you know, one of the great things about my job is that I get to help people with a lot of the stuff that I work through as well. So sometimes I'll be in a coaching session with somebody and I might say, you know, say something to them, give them a piece of advice and go, oh, hold on, who needs to hear that more right now, them or me, or they'll say something. And obviously, you know, when I'm in a coaching session, I'm, I'm thinking about the person rather than myself. But every now and again afterwards, you'd be like, ah, um so I guess what I'm trying to say is just because I do this for a job it doesn't mean I've got it all figured out and I struggle with confidence as much as anybody else does um and you know sometimes like you know I remember as I say with the LinkedIn thing I think it probably took me about three or four months you know and I remember um, talking to other people about it especially men as well um, and you know they might do a weekend's worth of I'm, I'm thinking of one person in particular actually I shouldn't generalize but I'm thinking of one person in particular I met a guy who'd done a weekend's worth of coach training he'd never done anything you know remotely L&D or um, kind of psychology or kind of or he'd never done anything he just did a weekend's worth introduction to coaching and um he went on you know he built himself a website he updated himself on linkedin he was delivering talks at members clubs all within like 
two to three months of having done that weekend's worth of training. And so there was a part of me that was absolutely outraged, you know, how dare you? But actually what was really going on was I was just, you know, very taken aback by the fact that he had the confidence to do that. So um, I think a big part of overcoming those confidence demons that most of us have, unless you have this crazy confidence like that guy had, um, is to take small steps, first of all. Um, you know, I'm I'm a believer. Some people will say, just throw yourself out there, you'll sink or you'll swim. And that might work for some people. For me, it's often about taking smaller steps, realizing the world hasn't fallen apart, realizing I'm not dying, you know, I haven't died, nobody else has. And then that gives me a bit more confidence to take the next step. So like you say, you see the staircase, you don't think like, right, I'm going to like get to the top very, you know, straight away. I just want to take the first step, the second step. So small steps build that. Um, And I think the other thing is having really good people around you. Um, So whether that's your own coach, whether it's supervisor, friends, family, a network, but having people around you. um, Because sometimes, like with me, when I left my grown-up job, it's other people that will see your potential before you do so for me being invited to you know to do some work with some other people I respected as an associate made me think well if they think I can do it maybe I can so I think that'll be it yeah that's beautiful and also like going back to the steps you know because it's very linear and sometimes the steps are actually not you know they might actually just slightly go on the left or the right you know they might not be just straight so I think that's also important to mention. But um, yeah, thank you for your authenticity and uh, honesty about, you know, the confidence level that you need to have to become a coach and and by leaving your grown-up job, I know how you call it, <laughs> and just like, um, well, following your own path and trusting in yourself. So I think that's really beautiful. Mm-hmm. So tell me, Laura, how do you stay inspired? what keeps uh, what keeps coming back and how do you stay inspired by all this um I think probably without sounding too cliche about it the people that I surround myself with um so the people person in itself is predominantly me I have a few people that I pull in or I wheel in rather um when maybe somebody wants a a coach with a different expertise or if it's some um training for some of my clients that maybe isn't my speciality or something anyway that I think somebody else could do better um but majority of my business is me um so it's really important that I I look outside I look externally to um to have my support network and so that support network includes people who do what I do but have been doing it for longer um, it includes people who do completely different things but I'm you know massively inspired and affected by the people that are around me and that's something that I also need to watch out for on the other side as well you know I'm, as I've got older I've got very kind of sensitive to the energy um, of, 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 of others so I also have to watch out for just where I place myself so first thing is place myself around and with inspiring people um and then other things that inspire me is being out in nature it's it's very very small but that's where I get my inspiration um music as well I'm absolutely you know crazy about music whether it's classical music or like a heavy rock like genuinely everything in between love a bit of grime love a bit of dance but music inspires me and um, yeah, seeing just seeing good people do good things, you know, again, doing this work as a coach, 
it's a really privileged position that you're in because people come to you usually because they've got dreams or aspirations and either they don't know what it is they don't know exactly what it is you they they they've a, a, a seedling of what that might be but they're not entirely sure or they know exactly what it is and they want some support to get there so working with people as you see them grow as you see them evolve as you see them push themselves out of their comfort zone that inspires me too because it's like okay that person was really really scared of doing that thing and then they did it and look how it paid off okay you know right lara overcome your fear you can do it so they would be the things that inspire me yeah beautiful yeah i can totally relate with the walks in nature um i don't know this gives you so much energy when you can connect with the nature again and and actually it pushes you out of your day-to-day computer you know i even put my phone on um on play mode when i go in, in, in my walks on nature i don't want to be disturbed it's like my time with nature listening to the birds connecting with the trees the grass like really feeling it yeah so beautiful yeah no so i can thank you for sharing that it's it's beautiful (laughs) and how do you i mean i i just like for example since i became an entrepreneur and um because it's such a different um way of working from um from your growing up job like you said your nine to five your eight hour role um so you've got to adjust at this new balance you know of what is work what is your private life do you integrate how do you integrate them together Hmm. um i mean you're right it's a totally different mindset and one of the um misconceptions i think i had when i first decided to work for myself was you know i'm going to have loads of freedom i want to manage my own hours i'm going to be able to charge x amount per day or per hour which means i only need to work two days a week or something like that you know ridiculous ridiculous stuff and actually the reality is that i probably put more well i definitely put more of myself into my work now than i ever did when i was working for other people um and sometimes you know those boundaries can get quite um quite wobbly um but for me you know I've been very close to burnout if not at burnout a couple of times you know certainly when I left my my last job and at times through through um running my own business as well um and now I recognize the signs and I catch them I try and catch them early um, so I don't have the same amount of energy that I had when I was 20. You know, I remember like I would be able to I'd be able to pull all nighters and then go into work the next day. I just can't do that. I need to be in bed by 10 o'clock most nights. Um, so I know my energy levels. Um, I also limit the amount of coaching clients that I take on. Um, so I won't work with I mean, maximum 10 people at any one go, but usually far less than that. Um, I balance between doing the one-to-one work um, and also um, doing group work and group group training because I get a lot of energy from that, but I couldn't do that the whole time because I also give a lot of energy. So I balance balance what I'm doing. I limit the amount of work that I take on. Um, I rarely do a five-day week. Um, Last week I did a a five-day week. I did five different all-day workshops um you know every day last week this week I'm working two and a half days you know so um if I do do a full five day week I I I take some time off the next one and that's not about being lazy that's just 
because the work that I do really does need me to be present. You know, I, I give a lot of energy to people. Um, and so if I'm exhausted, I can't I can't do my job as well as I would want to. Um, and also life is too short. As much as I love my job, as much as I love my work, you know, there's more to life than that. So I need to make sure that I've got some time for me too. Yeah, and I, I really relate with managing your energy levels. Um, that's so important. Yeah, nurturing yourself uh, and making sure that you are doing things that are in alignment with your energy levels. So, so that you do it from a place that is full of creativity rather than nothingness. So, because if you're empty and you have to do, 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 you're not going to, it's not going to work. It's, uh, mm -hmm. it's the wrong place to do things. So it's yeah. It's sometimes hard, you know. Sometimes I I go into those little spirals of, oh, I should be doing more, or I should be saying more, you know. For example, particularly after I wrote the book the book last year, there was a lot of energy and and work and love that went into that. And at the end of the and I was also working, you know, a lot of hours at the time, kind of catching up on all of the stuff that had stopped during the pandemic when companies weren't investing in training and so on and then at the start of this year I didn't have very much left so I've really taken a back seat this is the first podcast I've done in 2022 um, and we're at the end of May you know um, yeah and at the beginning of the year that was hard for me to wrap my head around I was just like oh my gosh you know um, kind of like what's wrong with me and I should be doing more and then I just thought what would I say if it was one of my clients mm -hmm. I would you know I would encourage them to listen to themselves and to ask themselves what they need and I was telling myself I needed a break and I needed to you know do do my job to the best of my ability and service my current clients really really well and not worry about the hustle not worry about you know everything else it would just come and, and it has so I think it's really being in tune with yourself listening to what you need and then giving yourself permission to take a break yeah. and trusting it will be okay. Yeah, and at the end of the day, it feels like it's definitely like your energy level, the way you manage it is probably 80% of the time you're managing your energy and 20% is your business. Right. So it's, it's really, it's really, well, let's talk about your book. I'm so curious, like, you know, uh, why, you know, how to be a people person, be kind, be brave and be brilliant. What was the inspiration behind it? Why did you write it in the first place? Gosh, um, so it's funny. Um, I again, I haven't talked about my book in in a few months. So, I, and I figured we'd probably be talking about it today. And I was like, oh my gosh, my book! Um, but I, I, it was really born out of the pandemic, I, I suppose. Um, so, for you know, for me in 2020, May, March 2020, April 2020, it was a, it was a crazy time and. Like many people in my industry, pretty much within the space of five or six days, my entire pipeline of business fell off a cliff overnight. So um, I had my existing coaching clients who I was working with, but even a lot of them were saying, look, I need to put a pause on things because I just don't know what's happening right now. Um, and then all of the face-to-face -face or training work that I would be doing disappeared. And while some of it eventually um, rematerialized online there were a few months when everybody was just in panic mode and, and so I suddenly had a lot more time on my hands I was also thinking like ah you know what's what's next how long is this going to go on for so I was working with a coach at the time because I also really I think we'd started working together just before that had happened because I was also really keen to 
just take a different view of of my business and look at you know what are the things that I'm doing because I do them what are the things I'm doing because I love doing them what's the message of all of my years now of doing this stuff what can I what can I bring and and share with the world that I guess is uniquely mine so um the motto the key be kind be brave be brilliant has been something I've been using as a motto for several years and um when i looked at the things that i did the programs that i offered the knowledge that i had i found that they fell really nicely into those three categories so together working with my coach i was able to develop a, a methodology um which was based around those three key steps and within them there's four kind of like sub steps and she was the one that said to me this is a book lara this is a book and i was like no i can't write a book so again there's a pattern here right of other people recognizing before i do or before you do and anyway one thing led to another and you know again take the first step i attended a webinar by a publisher um take the second step had a meeting with the publisher take the third step sign the contract and so on and then yeah 6 months later or no it was it was a year i think a year to the day that i signed the contract the book came out it took me about 7 months to write and then yeah a year to the day almost Congratulations! No, yeah, congratulations! Because I know, like a lot of people are, and it's always you know, it always takes some steps to know. Well, actually, you know, this is not a book, but actually, like you said, somebody else noticed it, and we're like, actually, you're writing a book here, but yes. you're writing a program, but you're writing a book. Completely, <laughs> so, completely, yeah. And I, I kind of tested it a little bit, you know. Again, this whole thing about try something realize it's okay get the confidence try something else so i started out by putting the model out in the world people really connected with it i ran a few webinars people really connected with those then i ran it as a program and the results from the program it was a small group of people that took the first program um and people got a lot out of it you know making some big changes in their lives um and all of those things gave me the evidence that i need to go okay right you know put it out into the world and see what happens Yeah, beautiful, beautiful. So I know we're coming close to an end, but I would like to ask you, you know, if there is any advice that you would give somebody who would like to pursue a career similar to yours. Yeah, um well I think the first thing I would say is to have experienced coaching before you decide that you want to be a coach and that probably sounds a little bit silly, but you would be amazed with the number of people that um that haven't and they kind of have no idea you know what what's involved so i would say you know have work work with your own coach for at least a year um because it probably sounds like quite a simple thing to do you know it's like oh i can just give people advice or i can just ask lots of annoying questions or whatever but to do it well you really need to be in it for the right reasons um so i would say definitely have some experience of coaching um i've been on the receiving end of it um and while you know coaching's not a regulated industry so somebody could decide that they wanted to set up and be a coach tomorrow with no experience and no qualifications i do think that um investing in some good quality coach training really helps it shows that you're serious about it it gives you you know different skills um that you can that you can um help people with um and linked to that is just don't underestimate the amount of privilege and power that you have um you know people are coming to you because 
they're trusting in you and you know they're they're trusting you in some respects with their lives or with their career um so just you know take that seriously like hold it hold it like you would a newborn baby you know with with love and and care um and then the last thing would be go for it and have fun (laughs) it's a great it's a great job yeah yeah beautiful thank you those are really good tips and uh yeah coming from you as well who's you know who's climbed up that ladder and uh that's very nice and so where can our listener connect with you online uh, well, so on my website, uh, my website is um, the peopleperson.org and there's various ways that you can engage with me through that. So I have a, a little newsletter, which I haven't been very active with lately because I'm taking that break I mentioned, but you can connect with me through that. Um, I'm uh, on Instagram as well, underscore the people person, and then you can find me on LinkedIn. Um, but I would love people to reach out and connect. I always, I always love making new friends and hearing from new people. Yeah, perfect. So you can connect with Lara. Um, I'll put everything on the show notes so there'll be links to your site and so you'll be able to they'll be able to connect if they if they want to um so thank you so much uh, for for that that was really inspiring I really enjoyed uh talking to you listening to your past and um and the reasons you're here today so thank you for being on the shine bright academy podcast Thank you for having me. And I hope that it has helped or will help somebody who's maybe at a different stage in their journey. So for sure. Yeah, definitely inspiring. Yeah, definitely. And as uh, Lara would say in her book, be kind, be brave and be brilliant. The new man tried to keep. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, Elodie. Thank you so much.